0: Welcome to the MetCast. This is a podcast that helps artists to engage the church and the church to engage artists. My name is Matt Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast if you have not already done so. And then, depending on your platform, give us a five-star rating and review. Always appreciate it. Well, the life of the artist can be rather isolated. And I guess such is the nature of uh, creative work. Now, occasionally, you'll see artists who work collaboratively, especially musically. You'll see that a lot. Rodgers and Hammerstein, Gilbert and Sullivan, uh, many famous bands and duos and trios, all that kind of thing. You know, music by that person, lyrics by that person. But really, most artistic things are done solo. And it's (laughs) it's probably the best and worst of the world, as far as the artist is concerned. I think we like the whole us against the world thing, that can I do this? Can I climb this mountain? Um, But of of course, it can also bring a lot of uh, loneliness and depression if we're not careful. And one of, if not the most difficult parts of doing the whole creative thing, the whole creative process is just getting started. It's getting the idea. It's facing the blank screen. It's facing the empty canvas, the the unformed clay, the empty stage. Much of the energy that I think we devote to creating is just getting started. It's just getting the idea that gets us in the studio in the first place. And when we're able to accomplish that, there, there probably is very little that we take pride in more than that. That really... Process of going from nothing to something. It's the it's the hardest thing, it's probably the most rewarded thing because it was all from our head and all from our hands. But sometimes as an artist, it's it's just great to get a commission. In other words, someone has something kind of specific that they want us to create. They themselves can't do it, but they believe in our talent and our ability and they're willing to pay us for that creation. Um, And obviously some are more detailed than others. Um, Someone might be asked to um, write a song for a special occasion Or they might be asked to do a painting for a specific room in their home and they would like for it to have a certain feel to it. Uh, I know within uh, the dance company I'm involved with, uh, occasionally we'll get commissions from from organizations that want something created on a specific issue or um, a specific moment in history. It is strange that this is probably the best chance for an artist to get paid. I mean, outside of a very few people, most aren't really going to pay that much for what we make. Um, even me as a writer, it's it's not like I've sold tons of books. Um, and those of you who do painting and other things, it's just, it's a one-time deal sometimes. And there it is. Um but this seems to be the best way to get paid as an artist. Isn't it funny? It's not something that we come up with. It's something that someone else comes up with. Because we don't have any money. <laughs> we have to rely on somebody who does. In the old school, we would call that a patron. And I don't think we should resist that. I don't, I don't think it means we're selling out. I, I, I don't. I mean, sometimes it's just about survival as an artist, and it gives us a chance to exercise our muscles and, yeah, get some money in the bank. Provided it's something that, you know, doesn't really go against our, our, our principles in some way. But we really shouldn't resist that. I, th- I think we should say, wow, thank you, Lord, for that. And we can really do some of our best work from it. I know we think it seems so limiting to, to do a commission. But I think there can be a lot of freedom in that. Um, often i 'm a guest speaker at different occasions, and um, i 'll be asked to do uh, maybe a retreat and uh, i 'll say, "Is there a direction you want for me to go?" And some will say, "No, whatever you want to do." And I guess I should enjoy the freedom of that, but it, it 's almost like dropping me in the middle of Kansas and asking me to find a quarter. It just seems like there's too much land to go and I'm not going to find anything. It's just, it's almost too much to deal with. Okay, great. I've got 66 books of the Bible that I can speak from, you know, and it's almost freeing to me when someone says, I want you to speak on this topic. Now, again, they may be very detailed or they may just have a general theme. Even if I can get that theme, then I can kind of go with it. And get creative within that. So it's not as if all of our creativity is getting snuffed out in a commission. Sometimes I just need a a couple of boundaries so that I can then be very super creative within the fences. I mean, provided they haven't just, you know, given me an 8 foot by 10 foot prison cell. Uh, Hopefully there's a few acres there that I can stay within. and, And now I know where I can play. So we don't have to necessarily see that as confining. Because we can still put our stamp of creativity on the thing. Um, And we never know where something like that could lead. Here's a great example in scripture, and it may be the greatest commission ever in art. Uh, This is from Exodus 31. The Lord said to Moses, see, I have called by name Bezalel. And I have filled him with the spirit of God, with ability and intelligence, with knowledge and all craftsmanship, to devise artistic designs, to work in gold, silver, and bronze, in cutting stones for setting, and in carving wood to work in every craft. This guy was talented. And behold, I have appointed with him a holy ebb, and I have given uh, to all able men ability that they may make all that I have commanded you. The tent of meeting and the ark of the testimony and the mercy seat that is on it and all the furnishings of the tent, the table and its utensils and the pure lampstand with all its utensils and the altar of incense and the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils and the basin and its stand and the finely worked garments the holy garments for Aaron the priest and the garments of his sons for their service as priests and the anointing oil and the fragrant incense for the holy place according to all that I have commanded you they shall do now time doesn't allow but if you if you read in the latter part of Exodus all those items all those furniture and and cloth items that I just read from Exodus 31 God lays out specific instructions for how all those are to be made specific measurements specific use of color and yarn and how they were bound uh together and how many loops to put in a certain thing and the the row was to have a pomegranate and then a bell and then a pomegranate and a bell i mean with specific numbers and measurements now again you might look at that and say okay well what's left for me to do we'll execute it i mean the You're still the one who's got to put your hands to it and make it happen. And though it sounds limiting as an artist, the execution of all this stuff was going to take precise craftsmanship. And for this, the capital T artist, capital A, had specific plans to be carried out. I mean, he is the artist. And when he's telling you, here's how I want it made, you're like, uh-huh, that's, that's how we're going to make it. Now, could God have just created that out of thin air? Of course he could. He's God. But you see, he loves collaborating with his children. Even in the commission, he's saying, here, I believe you can do this. And they were about to construct the holiest thing that had ever been made to that point. And rather than God sitting back going, you know what? I don't know. I think you guys are going to screw it up. He says, here, I've appointed you, Bezalel, and, and here's a holy. I want you guys and, and the other people that I've empowered to get this done. Because I know you can. I've laid it all out there for you. And he trusted in human hands to carry out uh, supernatural plans. And isn't that kind of the way it works? Isn't it great that the Lord is operating in us and through us and around us when we're creating? If you're not aware of that, you kind of need to be, because he's the ultimate artist. And yep, sure, there are times I think he gives us lots of room to play. But in the case of Bezalel in the Old Testament, he's saying very specifically We got to make it a certain way because everything is symbolic and everything is important. Every measurement means something. And they did it. They executed it perfectly. I can't imagine what that would be like. For God to say, here, here's what I want you to make. But maybe, maybe he is doing that. Maybe that's something he's actually doing with us every day of our lives, and maybe we just don't realize it yet. portion of the podcast, we would make some attempt at humor. Uh, In lieu of that, this time, I wanted to sort of advertise something that's going to happen next week. Um, Beginning on March 22nd, we're going to have something that I don't know if it's ever been done before, but we're going to give it a shot. We're going to do a podcast episode that's really a communion service, uh, because we'll, we'll be working our way into Holy Week um the next week after. And so it could be something you hang on to and not use until Holy Week if you like, it's up to you. We're calling it take this personally. And we're going to attempt to do sort of an interactive communion service on the podcast. So what does that mean for you? Well, first of all, <laughs> this is not going to be an episode to listen to while you're on the treadmill or walking around your neighborhood. Uh, or while you're driving, or multitasking. This is going to be something that requires complete focus. And it's ideally just you and the Lord in a space. And so you're going to need a few things. You're going to need some kind of juice, grape juice, or an actual grape is fine. A piece of bread or cracker. Uh, And then a sheet of paper or a notebook and a writing instrument. So just those four things, uh, a or a grape, then um, secondly, some sort of bread, third, a sheet of paper, a notebook, fourth, pen, uh, pencil, marker, whatever you like for a writing instrument. And what we're going to do is for that block of time in the communion service, we're going to really approach God's throne. And we want to bring a level of meaningfulness to communion that maybe we haven't had for a while. And it's something that you can do at your leisure. Don't feel pressured to get it done quickly. I just want it to be a wonderful experience for you as we move closer and closer into uh, Passion Week. And so we wanted to to prepare you for that uh, as it will officially drop next Monday on the 22nd. We hope you'll be able to join us at some point for Take This Personally. I want to close this episode with uh, just a suggestion to all of you out there, all of you who are making something or about to make something, uh, ideally before you've started. The next time that you're faced with the new roll of film, or the blank screen with the pulsating cursor, or the block of wood on your workbench, I want you to do me a favor and pray. Whether you have an idea for a project or you don't have a clue, before you make your first creative mark, pray. I know, I know that sounds hokey and churchy, but it's certainly not meant to be. Ultimately, I don't think we're meant to do art as a solo act. You know, art is frustrating enough, just as it is. Why in the world? Should we try to do it alone and not include, you know, the one who put the Big Dipper where it is? There are times that I just wish the Spirit would almost give me dictation about the piece that I'm going to create and write. I mean, I wish I could be Bezalel sometimes, have the Lord just give me an outline for a novel. Here's all the character sketches. Here's who's going to be in the novel and the way it's going to work. Course he's not doing the whole thing here, but I do need to make him my writing partner. I need to make him my collaborator, and so do you. Because frankly, he's smarter than you, he's more talented than you, and it also brings him and you great joy. Doesn't mean we're not going to hit the wall creatively and we're going to walk away from it. It's still going to happen, and sometimes it'll be the Lord telling us, "Yeah, let's just step away from it for a while." Just bring him into the process because he is the creator. I, I know that sounds so like slam dunk spiritually, but how often do you and I do things just matter of fact, and we don't even include him? We just assume, oh, he's, you know, he's along for the ride. I really don't want to do that. Really, when you look at it, everything we do, everything we make is a commission, if we believe the Lord gave us our ability, he gave us the passion to do it. I think he wants to experience it with us. And yes, even guide us along the way, because even the ideas we're getting come from him. So in a sense, everything we're making is a commission. And think of it this way. I want you to be encouraged by this. It's, it's as if the Lord is, it's not even as if the Lord is saying, I believe in you. I believe in your talent and your ability. I gave it to you. Here's what I want you to make. Uh, he may give you an idea for a story or uh, a piece of visual art or a sculpture, and off we go to the races because he believes in us after all, he is the source of all creativity. He did this recently with me um, as i 'm beginning i 'm beginning to write a novel, and i I thought I had it kind of going, uh, but the Lord stopped me in the process and literally told me he wants it to be more complex. And then as I just kind of sat in it and thought for a while, he really brought me a lot of inspiration and gave me a number of storylines to include in the novel. And that was so exciting. I can't even tell you how exciting that is. And if you've experienced that, you know what I mean. And it's not just me sitting at a desk or sitting in a coffee shop just Hoping for some sort of muse to show up. God is the muse. He's the talent giver. He has commissioned you. Think of every project as a mission. We have a mission to accomplish. Bring God into it, and suddenly it becomes a co mission. Do you see what I did there? A little hyphen action. It is a co-mission with the Lord. I think that's what I wanted to bring out today that everything that's given to us ultimately is a co-mission with the Lord himself. So let's not leave him out of it. Let's use the greatest resource in the world and tell him let's do it together and see what happens. Well, I want to thank you for being a part of the cast be sure to share this with a friend. We'd love to expand our Matt Cast family. Our theme music is by Sound of Fusion. This has been a production of Monumental Ministries. For more information about our books and resources, go to mattministry.com. Hey, thanks for having me over. I had a wonderful time.